all came in here. Okay. And then I'm going to do the intro, and then I'm going to hand it over to Mary. Mary, Mary. Yep. Okay. presentation so you, oh. when she starts you can pass those down so they can oh. it's just copies of what she's going to show on okay. the floor. good evening everybody welcome it's good to see you all have you been everybody well any changes any updates anyone would like to share just missing a part of my thumb that's all a part of your what my thumb what's it happened cut it on my table saw. Oh my goodness. Well, anybody with any good news? <laughs> it's 2022 and we're, we're all here. That's a good thing. And looks like you're healthy. Hopefully uh, you're doing well. So, so happy to see everybody. I would like to welcome you uh, this evening. It's good to see you, Scott. And for those of you, just a reminder, Scott, who is a selectman, is our liaison. Correct? So each committee in town, um, well, there are multiple committees. So the selectmen are given uh, appointed to the uh, committees and to serve as a resource and also to share information to the selectmen as well. Uh, so welcome and good to see you. And uh, we have Becca, who is our assistant town administrator, who's been working with us. And we'll turn it over to you and have you say a few words. Thank you, Virginia. Uh, welcome, everybody. It's good to see everybody again. Thank you for being here. So tonight, uh, I'm, I'm very excited to present to you the culmination of, of many months' work, uh, which is the final presentation of their classification and compensation plan. Uh, I do want to start out by just thanking the board for your patience. I know that this has been a, a long process that initially started several years ago, um, and for many different reasons, it, it never got off the ground then. Uh, we signed a contract in uh, summer of 2021 uh, with the Collins Center to complete a classification and compensation plan review. Uh, and I am proud and happy to say that we are here with a final plan that staff has reviewed. Uh, it's been a very collaborative process with all the staff. They've had lots of opportunities to talk about their job descriptions. They've had interviews with staff from the Collins Center. They've had presentations from, from me of the final report that you're going to see here tonight. So I think overall, I'm just really happy with the way that this process played out. Uh, and I'm very excited to present to you all the results tonight. Excellent. So we want to start by opening in the minutes, sure. uh, if you don't mind. And I want to thank you, um, I know it's been a long journey, so we are excited to hear what you have to share with us and um, hopefully plenty of questions and our goal is to resolve tonight and walk away with a finished product. Okay, so we'll start with the approval of the minutes from June 24th, which was 2021. Do I have a recommendation? Make a motion to approve. A second. It's been second. properly moved and seconded that we approve the minutes from June 24th, 2021. Any questions or corrections? Hearing none, all in favor? Aye. 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 The motion is carried. And thank you. Becca? Sure. So um, before, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to Mary in just one minute, and she's going to give you a complete overview of the process that she went through with her staff um, and talk a little bit about the final report. But I just want to hit a few highlights for you all. I think these are important takeaways before we dive into the, the process and the plan. Um, so, like I said, all the, the job descriptions have been reviewed by all the staff that hold the positions for the descriptions uh, through several meetings back and forth with myself, the Collins Center staff, department heads. We are all on the same page about the final draft of those descriptions. So I'm very happy to say that everybody's on board with the format and the content of the job descriptions. Um, I also want to say that on March 30th, I presented to the staff 
the final report. So that includes all of the classification information that you're going to review, the wage information that you've reviewed, and the job descriptions. I let them know of my intent to come here tonight with you all and ask you to officially adopt that plan and bless it at town meeting. So they are fully aware of my intentions. They were offered opportunities to speak with me ahead of time, and all I've heard is, is good things. So I think that speaks to the collaborative nature of the process um, and, and the patience of the staff because they've been waiting a long time to get this done too. It has been a long time. Yeah. So um, the last thing I want to say, and I think this is an important takeaway that I think Mary will probably touch on, but as a result of this plan, no positions or people are grandfathered or quote unquote red circled. Uh, and that's something that we really strive to do when we complete these plans. I think it's important. We don't want to call people out. We don't want to create separate plans for separate positions. The idea is to get everybody on the same page in the same in the same plan and moving forward together. And I think that we uh, I think that we achieved that. Excellent. So I'm really happy to say that. So I'm going to stop talking. Okay. I'm going to turn on the projector and then I'm going to hand it over to Mary. Chuck Frankian. I, uh, I'm retired now, but in my uh, deep dark past, I was human resource director for a couple of communities. Um, more than 20 years of doing the HR runaround uh, with private companies and with public uh, places and a few other jobs in there as well. I've known Mary for, as she said, 40 years or so. Um, so. Thank you. Gigi? I'm Guylaine Papetit. I've been uh, in Northville for 21 years now. My kids are a little bit older, so now I have time to dedicate to be more active in what's happening in my town. And um, I hope to contribute. I've been contributing to this board as a um, HR generalist uh, specialist. I uh, have many years' experience, and I thought this was the proper um, committee for me <laughs> to contribute to. Great, nice to meet you. I'm Lisa Scudville. I, uh, I've known Virginia for 15 years. We used to work together at Raytheon. I've been in HR for 20 plus years and I've lived in Northboro for almost 11. So I've been here for a number of different the town. Great, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. My name is Marcia Hill. Um, I moved to Northboro um, in May. It'll be 13 years. And I was inspired during the pandemic to connect with my community. Um, rather than just sit in the house, so I started zooming in to, to the calls. Um, my background is varied. Um, I've got a law degree, um, heavy accounting business background. Um, you name it, I've probably worked for that industry. <laughs> and just want to be involved. That, that's the main reason, be a part of the community. Great, nice to meet you. Well, I'm Virginia Sims George. Uh, I've been in this town hmm, probably 30, 40 years. I met my husband at work. Uh, 
from doing HR. We both do HR work and we were working on a project. I met him and ended up in Northboro and he um, was very, very active in the community and encouraged me to become active and so I have a hundred years plus of HR experience with different companies. Uh, I moved around, you know, Minnesota, California, wherever, working as HR, finally to move here and uh, been on the HR, um, on the personnel board here for a few years. I don't know how many, but uh, I really love Northboro. I've been here and been active in so many different things that I just feel that we need to continue to contribute to make this the community that it is, has been, and hopefully will continue to be. And so here I am. Well, that's great. Thank you all so much for being willing to serve. Um, usually it's the busiest people who do the most volunteering. So um, I know you're busy. Um, and I will say, dovetailing on what you said, is that this project and the work, I have to say, at the helm is Becca. Um, you know, it, it's a big endeavor to move the entire town. Oftentimes, municipalities do one department, one union, um, but really for, for true um, comprehensive classification, you've got to do the whole thing. You know, morale is always an issue in these, in these projects. And so the fact that I don't think anybody's sitting here to complain and they all know the details, which is great, you know, so, um, and really I would love to freeze frame this town when we work with other towns because it really works well. The communication mm -hmm. outwardly, we had the orientations in this room. We, you know, we were able to come in person. People could, um, did we do a Zoom? We did a Zoom. We did a Zoom. And we did a Zoom and recorded it so people weren't comfortable coming in person. And um, your comment, Marcia, about being at home with Zoom, I'm in HR, I need to be out. You know, I'm like, <laughs> skills of having us have shared folders and many of our clients don't have that sophistication you know so it's really been a wonderful process so what I'd like to do is just briefly go through the slideshow that we gave at the orientation so you're gonna see what the employees saw back in the beginning which was probably September right I don't remember it was September yeah so, so Mary before you go and I will tell you that Chuck and I were on this study before we go back a long ways. So I heard about you. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. And many of the employees were on a previous study. Yes. You know, so, um, so and sometimes good. there's a hangover from some of those things if they yeah. were never implemented or it didn't go well or it was perceived to be unfair. You know, I like to say uh, we want a fair and equitable system, but fair is not always equal and equal yeah. is not always fair. You That's know, true. so. And, and, and oftentimes people say, well, I know what he does and I, my job is this. By having it done in a comprehensive way, you really eliminate some of that. And by having it be from an outside yeah. firm, you know, too many municipalities try to do this themselves mm -hmm. and you just can't take your lenses off of, of yeah. what you're looking at. So, um, all right, so this is who we are. Now, you know, what is it, you all are professionals. Um, with all due respect to select board members, you all have an HR viewpoint. So mm -hmm. you, you kind of know where classification is. So I'm gonna go quickly through this. You know, it really is about current position descriptions. It's about your current compensation schedules, um, a review of the classification grades or groupings, a review of the internal equity of positions. And quite frankly, that's the most important. You can have a policy on pay and where you wanna be in the market, um, but if you're, employees know that the internal system is fair, it, it does help with um, those justice issues. A market survey to evaluate the wages, um, you know, we make sure that the job descriptions are compliant with the ADA. Um, if we find that there should be a, a Fair Labor Standards Act issue, we, we highlight those. 
one thing about having uh, and a recommendation for an equitable compensation system. <coughs> one thing about having an objective study be done is that we actually end up dealing with the Mass Pay Equity Act, you know, because we're evaluating positions, not genders in positions. So, um, you know, the benefits of doing the study, you get accurate position descriptions, um, you get them, you can use them for employee evaluation. They're not the only part when you manage employees, but it's important to have an accurate job description. Certainly in recruitment, if we don't advertise our job, it's hard enough to get good people. Let's, you know, let's make sure that it's accurate. Um, and we're objective, and we put in the ADA information, we deal with pay equity, um, so it's all around good news to do a job description. There you go. Now, most important, and this is what we focus on in the orientation, what is the classification and compensation not? Uh, it's not an upgrade study or a reclass study. So often we have employees say, well, we're going to get upgraded or we're going to have a reclass. We view it as right-sizing. We want to make sure that it's uh, appropriate. Um, it's not a performance evaluation. It has nothing to do with the person holding the job, which is awfully hard. We've got some long-serving people, and they're like, I, when I was even in Watertown for eight and a half years, I didn't say I held the job of HR director. I was the HR director, and I you know, take pride in what my job was. And I take it personally when somebody, you know, uh, criticizes the work that's done. You know, we're at work an awful lot of hours in our day. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, it's hard to remove people from that idea. It's not a staffing level study. You know, how many staff do you need? And it's certainly not how many hours or positions should be assigned. Oftentimes when we meet with employees, they're like, well, if I could only work 40 hours, it would be so much better. Yeah, we're evaluating the duties, whether you're doing them five hours a week or 50 hours a week. Um, so our methodology was, we did the orientations. You have in your packet the eight-page questionnaire that was sent out to everybody. Um, even in the 13 years, 12 years I've been doing this with the Collins Center, we've gone from paper to PDF fillable. You know, so for those who have access to a computer, it's much easier. It's easier to collect the data. Now we can scan things. We're not double-sided copying. It's really been terrific. Everybody was offered an interview. Uh, we did mostly individual interviews. There were a few group interviews, and a group could be two people. For example, two laborers in the public works department in the same job, in the same division, didn't need an individual interview. And we, in those situations, we worked directly with the department head. Um, so we didn't do an awful lot of group interviews, but we did, uh, we did a few, and that's just, operationally makes sense. Did any people uh, not participate? In Every, everybody, some said they didn't need an interview, and I don't remember which one. Oftentimes, if it's a, a very discreet position, like we certainly interviewed the, the building inspector, but not the wiring inspector. Okay. It's very statutory, it's code-based, you know, they're like, you know my job, and the job description for uh, electrical inspector, a wire inspector, it sh should really be the same across municipalities. You know, it's the same code. Uh, but we certainly met with the the, um, the building inspector, who I knew was a child, by the way. So, uh, sorry, I didn't ask you, are you okay for interruptions if people Any have time. questions? Anytime, jump right in. Uh, okay. Yeah, thank you. <coughs> thank you. Um, so what we did after, we call it a few bites at the apple. We do an orientation. We get a questionnaire. We do an interview. Then the um, then we did draft descriptions. Every employee and supervisor saw the draft descriptions. That was coordinated through Becca. Um, edits and comments by employees and supervisors were incorporated as need be. I don't even remember any edits that we didn't incorporate. You know, few and far between. Sometimes there's standard language. Um, and then we finalized the position descriptions. We then evaluate, once we finalize the positions, we evaluate them based on a, a rating system. You've got the rating system in your packet, I'm not going to bore you. Um, but the, to rate a position, you're really evaluating the key characteristics which are listed here. 
are they a supervisor? How closely are they supervised? Are they independent in an office or in a department? What is the required, not what education they have, but what is required for the job? Mm -hmm. On the questionnaire, you have in big, bold letters, fill this out as if you're writing this for the next person who gets the job. And um, that's hard, you know. Um, uh, judgment, complexity, who are your customers internally, externally? What is the work environment? Public work environment would be much different than an office environment. You get more points if you have to be out climbing in ditches, you know. Um, but those positions sometimes don't have the re degree requirement. So the points offset it. And it's a system that has been validated years and decades ago. It's not a random sort of give me a rank of one to five. So as you look through the materials, you can see that. Once we do that, we group the positions into grades, which says, okay, we've determined these positions should be in the same grade. We then use those grades um, to do so we do a market survey, and what's interesting is um, we people say, well, we want it to be a comparable municipality. We don't say that. It's a market survey. It's who's going to drive from their house to here to come to work. That's your labor market. So often municipalities want to say, we want to find a municipality with the same population, the same budget, the same EQV. Those are all wonderful banner bears of comparing. But you could have the exact same thing, and that town could be on the take. Well, what good is that for you, for the market, or out in western Massachusetts? You know, so, and we really, you see in, in the report, we had a very strong response. Now, we did include some comparable municipalities that the town has historically used. So, yours was a bit of a blend. We had some um, comparables, and we had some markets. But when you have that many municipalities in there, the averages and the means really take out any, um, any indications that would show an outlier. We convert everything to hourly wages, so we're doing um, comparisons. Some municipalities now have different hours. Some are 32, some are 35, 37, 40. So we convert everything to an hourly rate, so we're evaluating apples to apples. We use both the average and the median. The median takes out the outliers, and but sometimes the average can skew it with the outliers. So we use both to evaluate, and when you see the survey results, you'll see that we list both. Then what we do is based on the groupings with the salary data, we mostly mathematical, but some a little bit of an art. We call it a science, but an art. We determine what the ranges should be. And we also take a look at your existing pay schedules towards the survey to see is there a reason if they're very different. Now what we found, so then we coalesce the data and say this is our recommended um, pay ranges. And then what I did is I walked through the questionnaire, so this was the orientation. Mm -hmm. And we talked about frequently asked questions. The town will not cut your pay. The town made a commitment to that. People get nervous around these things, you know. Oh, what am I worth? And all, you know, what are they going to pay me? And um, they don't like me. They're going to cut my pay. Um, so, again, we talked about, um, I. this is my favorite part. We only recommend. If you don't like it, you can blame, <laughs> you know, somebody else. <laughs> and then we talked about the, the comparability. So that is I'm done with that, yes. Um, so that's a, the brief overview of the process. So I thought what I would do is just flip you through the report, um, which is this one, looks like this. And of course, Becca, you put a cover on something that looks similar, right? Or you put the report in. Yeah. This one. It's like the fourth section of. It's right after my memo. Right after the memo. And really all you have to do is read Becca's memo. She's one of the most organized people I've ever met. <laughs> I have an extra copy. 
You want it? What we do is the I've already covered most of this in the PowerPoint when you start on page two we show you what we did we developed the new job descriptions we evaluated the positions and we conducted a survey those are the three big points it gives you data on the questionnaire not many municipalities pass out the questionnaire so this is just a summary of what's on the questionnaire what we asked people and you can see that the questions align with the sections on the job description so it's very systematic um, and you'll get a good sense of that we rated this is a repeat of the slide on page three how we rated the positions and how we evaluated them these are the characteristics that we evaluate and it's based on the questionnaire and the interview and the reason we really value the interview is that everybody writes differently everybody fills out a form differently we had some who wanted to have it be um, a um, you know 12 page questionnaire you know some are more some were lucky if we got one word answers you know so the interview is our opportunity to either you know pull things out or narrow them down so that's why we feel really confident when we do a a job description that it's accurate so what you'll see starting on page four is our recommended structure we came up with recommending nine grades and as I said the point factors that applied uh, informed which position should be grouped with which position so and it makes sense if you look on page four and you start at grade nine clearly these are your broad cabinet level positions uh, and then grade eight and grade seven for the most part are your department heads scope and complexity informs the nuances between some of these you know so you know the larger departments with more staff or even a smaller position you know less staff but broader responsibility so you'll see it kind of makes sense when you when you look at these some towns have many more levels of department heads we find in most cases that's not really accurate because your managers have the same responsibility but for different things it's for budgets now some some sizes of departments are smaller and warrant something different but you don't see um, I'm doing a project with the town they have 27 grades and 60 employees so um, we do a little bit more banding and that helps with you know the morale issues too uh, and it's informed by the salary uh, in the market survey so you can see the groupings going um, through and that's all based on their questionnaires they all were able to verify that their job descriptions were accurate which then reinforces the grouping so we feel very comfortable and are really pleased one thing I will point out you will see and uh, Becca's memo referred to it we equalize some of the titles that you have you can see the third column is a title change or recommendation you have what's called a health agent agent almost indicates it's not a department head so we're recommending that you change it to director same with planner planner planning director even though they may be a smaller department they really are a department head and um, so you'll you'll see that um, we recommend you change the title of dog officer that's a little dated um, <laughs> so and the uh, there is a and I know Becca's memo touched on it in your uh, cable TV you lumped everybody who wasn't the director into one title there really is one position that is the at least the work leader and supervisor of the programming so we're recommending that that position that's one of the few that actually was quote upgraded like changed in the nature of of the work so we do recommend that and we did try to equalize 
the administrative positions, the titles are, oh, I'm being recorded, wackadoo. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you'll see in the different grades, if they were grade three, we said they should be administrative assistants. If they were grade twos, they are uh, department assistants. We've recommended you get away from the financial assistant and the office assistant title. Uh, just to just to equalize them across grades and that will help you in the future as you do touch base surveys in a few years you won't need to deal with the structure but you might want to do a market survey to make sure you're you're keeping up and by equalizing the titles you'll be much better served what we did and it goes into what we came up with and the way we came up with the salary ranges it is, we grouped the positions, we looked at the current pay, and we looked at the market pay, and came up with these recommendations. And as Becca mentioned, uh, there's, there is nobody, I believe, that was nope. outside of a range, and that always makes us happy when that happens that way. Oh, and you can see on page six, all of the municipalities, um, starting with Ashland, um, that we were used, Ashland, Auburn, Bellingham, Boylston, Grafton, Holden, Holliston, Hockington, Hudson, Marlborough, Medfield, Medway, Melbury, Norfolk, Northbridge, Shrewsbury, Southboro, Walpole, Wayland, Westboro, and West Boylston. Whew. The only one we asked for data for, which is one that the town has used as a comparable in the past, and they, we just couldn't get them to respond, was the town of Foxborough. They are one of your comparables, not in your direct region, so I'm not worried about that. It wasn't going to change the numbers. Um, so that's how we came up with the ranges. One thing I want to say about the market survey is, um, yeah, let's, let's jump to the salary survey summary on page 8. So you'll see each position that we had enough data to include. Some positions didn't have three data points, so they were not included. You can't do an average or a median with three data points. So we didn't have every single title have more than three municipalities have that, but we had enough of the other positions in that grade to come up with salary data. So you'll see the parentheses in the last two columns. So you'll see we've got, you know, Northborough minus the average. A positive number means that that position is within or above that average. What I want to make sure that people don't think is a positive number means you're overpaid. That means you're in the market. In the market. Yeah. So I just want, because some people say, oh, well, they're overpaid. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're in the market or above the market average or median. So just remember that it's the middle of the market are these numbers. So you'll see though, some of them are fairly significant now on some you have to realize and often you see this with chiefs this is base pay and sometimes it includes education and some municipalities are terrible in the way they reflect chiefs pay so we always look at that with a little bit of a grain of salt and most of those positions either have contracts or they're known as a, a double chief. They get paid twice the top maximum of a firefighter or a police officer. So do not be dismayed if you see that. However, some of them are, and again, your health agent might be low because they're an agent, not a director. So, but if you see $2, if somebody works 40 hours a week, right? That's over $4,000. You can say it's only $2. Well, that's $4,000, you know. Um, so then when you look at, so you get the first few pages of that's based on your minimum. And then you look at the next pages that start on page. So you can see we've got very solid data here that starts on page 12. There are fewer negative numbers. What that tells us is your minimum is too low, but your maximum is okay. Your maximum is well within the range for most of these positions. So this is a good thing that, you know, you might have a few that are under the market. Again, I discount police and fire for that other reason. It's very hard to get those data. Um, 
so you'll see that the numbers are much smaller too in the maximum 87 cents well that's not that's barely a difference you know um, and sometimes you'll see the the average is positive and the median is negative or vice versa that tells you there's an outlier someplace so we look at all of that and we coalesce that data and say what makes the sense what makes the most sense for those positions in that range so you'll see that your maximum pay is is either within the market and some are slightly above but again that doesn't mean it's overpaid so I, I just don't want you to I, I don't want you to think that it's the way that, that it's reflected now some are going to be on the higher end of the market but there's also reasons for that we don't do a full job description comparison of 68 positions it gets 68 job descriptions from every town some of it is is influenced by titles having different responsibility you could have a highway supervisor and a public works director they may answer differently and the scopes might be different public works could be highway parks rec water sewer you know so um, but it's enough data to make us feel very comfortable with how things how things laid so I wouldn't want to say um, you know your data collector which is on page 14 is way above data collector is one of those titles that can mean assistant director sometimes it can mean you know um, what yours means and sometimes it's the assistant assessor in the office so assessing is one that that can be tricky so I just wanted to um, clarify those numbers that's it for the presentation so I can answer any questions now what um, what we don't bore you with is the town does have the raw data that all of the municipalities submitted that we did the work from you know and uh, so this is a summary of the survey we we're not giving you all of those columns you're gonna make yourself crazy and the reason we do a summary quite frankly is so that people aren't tempted to cherry-pick oh this one is this one and I I'm I'm two dollars over and this one's only 150 under and we really have to look at the system and the groupings so you know we use all of that but there's no need to put that in the report you've got the summary it's about the the, the universe that you're dealing with so I'm happy to answer any questions that you have okay super excellent presentation well, thank, thank you. you very much I'll open it up for discussion any questions so is that you said that no one was over the survey ranges is there, are there people that we should be concerned about being sort of at the top of their ranges? You have a few that are at the top, okay. but if they're at the top, it, it, many things could, it could be longevity. Um, it, it could be a, a market correction, you, you know, so okay. I wouldn't overly worry about people at the top. What I'm thrilled about is that you didn't have many that were way below and they needed to be a big jump to the first the first one that was you know question. yeah <laughs> um, I think there were a few that were under the range that was recommended okay. um, but and you can see on the survey what the current range is and what the recommended range it's a shift on on every grouping because your minimum pay was too low and that tells me you're hiring people above the minimum mm -hmm. and need to you know so that is an indicator um, you know have you lost people to other municipalities that tells you you need a shift in your schedule and that the world is very competitive right now so um, you know so so that's the thing people at the maximum or position again it's the position not the people that's why um, many towns have a longevity program that kicks in at the end of a, um, a plan so, thank you. Chuck? Um, <clears throat> what's the financial impact of if we... It costs you nothing. No. 
We're not hired to do that, but I'm guessing that. Well, that, that question probably goes yeah, to. I'm the guessing somebody at the table knows the answer to yeah. that because she so, wouldn't let me come here without it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I can I can speak to the merit impact, which is the 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 cost come January one for people that qualify for merit as a result of the upgrading of the classification. I cannot speak to COLA because, as you all know, uh, COLA is based on the average of the union contracts, which at this time, I don't have that figure for you. Sure. But I can tell you that based on the merit, if this plan is adopted as it's presented, the total merit cost for NEMA and non-union, so that includes the, the, the NEMA bargaining groups who are in this plan, as well as non-union, it'll be approximately $60,000. That's the impact. And as all the various and assorted financial committees Keeled over and uh, <laughs> so. well, so no, so um, I don't. If you've if, uh, a budget is 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 set, ready to go to town meeting, the financial planning and appropriations committees have are wrapping up their meetings this week, I believe. Um, right now, because all of the union contracts are unsettled, the the funds for those contracts to be settled is being held in the personnel board account as we do in, in, in contract years where we're unsettled ahead of town meeting. These numbers are incorporated in that dollar figure. Okay. So if it's adopted at town meeting as presented, have There's funding to implement to it. Okay, exactly. Great. Yep. Anyone else? Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Anyone else? Becca, the only thing I would say on that was if you didn't adopt that, is this new cost or total cost so this is new cost so so a lot of as you all know a lot of our staff are, are maxed because we have people who have been here for a long time a lot of longevity part of this plan is you know it's been over 15 years since we've done a full uh, comprehensive look at our plan and so what's happening is while everyone is within the plan in the range that we're proposing what's happening is people's earning potential is shifting up Right? So they're at the max now, but the range is going like this. So those people who previously didn't qualify for merit because they were maxed out, they're going to qualify for a year or two because of the shifting of the ranges, which for retention purposes in this market is incredibly important for us. Incredibly important. Thank you. I thought it was Anyone else? that we did this, so I'm glad we did. Yeah. yeah. So if you have to speak up a little bit, we're being... <coughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I had the sense that we were needing to do this and apparently my sense was right so was, I'm glad we were able to do this whole thing okay thank you anyone else nuts anyone and bolts else? question um, this booklet I first time I've seen it so this is the full classification that we need to use if uh, you know tomorrow a new job comes up and we're going to grade it or was yes. it this versus so you have the manual yeah i want to uh ask a little few questions on the manual itself okay uh, yeah. uh, because when i looked at it i didn't see it flow well for me so um and i saw it being a little different can you walk us through the process sure if we had a uh, someone had requested that their job be evaluated. Sure, so. you would do the same thing. What you would do, I would suggest, there's two ways to do that. First, I would start with, here's your job description that was approved in 2022, okay? Now, sometimes it's a different person because it's four years from now and it's not the person who signed off on the job description, but the department head and the system should be in place. So that becomes a management issue of why would it be different? So that's a separate matter. So what you wanna do is you wanna have somebody say, what's different in their job description than the one, what's different with the duties they're doing now that's not in their job description? Sometimes you know, well, I'm doing more. Well, more is not higher. And um, you know, more is volume. What is a new responsibility? Are you newly a supervisor? Are you newly these things? So you wanna ask them twofold. What is different about the job description? And if you really have questions, have them fill out a questionnaire, okay? okay? So the first step would be to complete the questionnaire. 
for efficiency, I would have them do both. I'm, I'm imagining the process. I would say, here's your existing job description. Tell us where it's wrong. Okay. This questionnaire follows the job description, so it may be redundant. Because, you know, if they're just saying their duties have changed, filling this questionnaire, maybe you use a few pages of this. It really does depend on what somebody is, quote, claiming is the difference. So you've got two bites at that apple. If you're trying to be efficient, have them fill out a questionnaire. But if they're not saying the degree requirements are different, why make them fill that out? You know, so I would focus on the existing job description, particularly if it's only a few years out. So they would take this uh, position uh, classification and they would answer the question, essential functions, mm -hmm. et cetera, okay? Then once they do that, then what's the next step? So, do, so you also have the, um, num the um, evaluation position, you know, supervisor required mm -hmm. and the numbers there. How does that tie into the questionnaire? So what you do, it's a point factor system manual. And it's not a manual we publish. Uh, that's certainly for your use in the future. It's not a published manual. That is our working document. Mm -hmm. okay. So what we do is we create a spreadsheet and we list every position and we list the 14 factors across the top. And what you see is in supervision required. Go to page one, yep. supervision required. So, and you read the first degree, okay? Mm -hmm. And it says something like um, work is routine, um, you know, and then when you get to supervision required at four, it's work is independent, the boss is told only as needed. I haven't quite memorized the manual after all these years, but mm -hmm. I do know the points. So what would happen is if I'm a receptionist underneath the, the hammer of somebody, I'm gonna get the points to my job assigned for degree number one. And that happens with each of the categories. Then you have a total point score. That's what I'm talking about when we say we group the position by points. Department heads as a rule are in the 500 point range. A bachelor's degree is 60 points. A master's degree is 80 points. Five years of experience is um, maybe 70, maybe 50. Some of the categories are weighted differently. Working out in the field is more points than working in an office. So what we do is objectively apply that rating manual to the approved job description, which is why it's important to get those job descriptions signed off on so that you're, you're not having somebody say, well, I should be that one. Well, no, you said the job description was accurate. You know, so um, we don't do the ratings ahead of time. So that's how it works. So it's based on a spreadsheet. Um, I can, um, you know, it's, it's all those, so it goes across the top. It's weighted. We, you'll see the degrees at each one of those. So first degree, we have a spreadsheet. If I put in one, it populates the points, you know, and supervision, exercised, there's three levels of supervision, well four, you're not a supervisor, you're a work leader, which might be something like a working supervisor um, or a work leader. Uh, a supervisor could be, say you're in the, the public, um, you're in a large, I'm gonna use Shrewsbury for example, I don't like to use examples here because people think I talk about them. So in Shrewsbury where I live, um, in the town accountant's office, there's a town accountant, assistant town accountant, and four accounts payable. Particularly, we see this more when larger departments. So there might be an office manager who is a work leader. The assistant accountant could be a supervisor, but the town accountant or the finance director is the manager. So there's manager, supervisor, work leader, not at all. Now, some people say they are a supervisor of interns, of volunteers. That's not what we're talking about. When we talk about supervisor, it means responsible for participating in the hiring, the discipline, the performance appraisal. So there are people who do some 
uh, work leading, we put that in the essential functions that they do. So that's kind of a stereotypical example of the three levels is DPW superintendent, highway supervisor, and uh, working for person. I want to follow up on a question previously asked by Chuck. If someone approached us tomorrow, has this been voted on, ratified, that we would use this classification manual? That's what we're going to do. Tonight. Hopefully, you'll do that tonight. <laughs> but the, no, but the plan, I, I just wasn't. The, the, the actual plan, like the, the, the re, not re, the classification yeah. plan has to be adopted by town meeting. That's it. That's so the process. That's the truest. Yeah, the structure, the grades that the positions fall into. So until town meeting votes, it nothing is is final. And we still um, ref would reference. We would still ones. reference our existing structure. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And certainly, town meeting doesn't approve the rating manual. They're going to approve no. the grid. Yeah, you have you in the packet I gave you. I the last it. is the personnel bylaw. That's what goes to town meeting. It just has the positions mm -hmm. and the grades and then the salary scale. That's it. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? No. Hearing none. Did we, uh, as the board, get um, a copy of? Each of us get a copy of the rating manual and the job current job descriptions as you guys have. You have the, I sent you the manual. Yes. It's part of the packet. It was included in the, it was a long packet. I printed it out by mistake. I can send it to you. So you have it. Um, I didn't want to burden you with copies of all of our job descriptions. I am happy to provide them if you want to review them. I thought the important thing I wanted to convey to you tonight is that Every staff person has seen the job description, gone through multiple iterations of it with the manager, with the call and center staff, with me. It took a lot of back and forth, but ultimately everybody has blessed their final job description. And I felt like that was the, that was the message I wanted to that, convey that, tonight. That's extremely important. Yeah. So we've had discussions yep, over the years that, well, this doesn't really mean that. This means something else. And, you know, I do. I'm God's right hand and all that kind of stuff. And, and Every uh, one of your employees is that. Don't you forget it. Yeah. I understand that. You are so well served by dedicated fools in this yeah. town. You are really, truly yeah. fortunate. We have loved meeting each and every, you know, yeah. that's the best part of my job, meeting people. And we, and we do know that. Yeah. <laughs> we do know that. So thank you for echoing that because all of us deal with the people here and they're all fabulous and helpful. So this time I'm going to, did you have your hand up, Julie? Oh, thank, thank you. Actually, it, this really isn't specifically for this, but I'm wondering as a result of the pandemic, is, is there going to be a change in um, some of the job to change that title to reflect the, the, the importance of that role. Um, and, and certainly as a result of that, you know, there were some small modifications to the job description to reflect sort of the, the, the reality and the lived experience of staff through the pandemic. Um, I think, you know, you wanna be careful because you don't wanna be too much in the moment because yeah. these job descriptions have to, they have to evolve, they have to stay yeah. relevant over time. So we're not, God willing, always going to be in a pandemic. But, you know, we do want to the best of our ability to reflect long lasting changes in jobs. And so that's, and that's sort of the importance of doing 
this whole project all at once, right? You look at the whole thing together. You're not looking at just one piece of the puzzle. You're looking at the whole puzzle. And that's, you know, that's why it was so important for us to get this project done. So I think the answer to your question is kind of yes and no, maybe. A little bit yes, a little bit no. But certainly, I think in everything that we do now, the pandemic is, you know, weighs on us in, in some way, in the way that it's either changed the way we live interpersonal lives or professional lives. So I don't think there's any denying the impact of that, certainly. I will now, thank you very much. I will entertain a motion from the committee, please. So I move that the board vote to recommend the proposed changes to the classification and compensation plan as set forth in the draft consolidated personnel bylaw for the 2022 annual town meeting as presented and to allow the chair to work with staff to finalize the language for town council's recommendations. Second. It's been properly moved and seconded that uh, we approve the proposed changes to the classification and compensation plan as set forth in the draft consolidated personnel bylaw for the 2022 annual town meeting as presented and to allow the chair to work uh, with staff to finalize the language for town council's recommendations. It's properly moved by Lisa, seconded by Chuck. Uh, because it's financial implications, I'm going to do a roll call for the market. Aye. Lisa? Aye. Gigi? Aye. Chuck? Aye. Virginia? Aye. The motion is carried. Thank you all. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for your patience. I know that this has been a long time coming for this board, and um, I'm really happy that we were able to get it done. So, on behalf of the committee, We'd like to thank you and Mary for, and your team yeah. for the work. It's, it has been a long time coming, but it was worth the wait. And to know that our employees will be well taken care of and that they're happy with the results, I think that speaks volumes. So thank you very much. Um, any other things that need to come before this meet, this body? If not, I will entertain a motion to Retire. Make a motion to adjourn. I second that motion. It's been properly moved and seconded that we adjourn by Chuck, seconded by Marsha. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. The motion is carried. Thanks. Great job.